0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Holtcast. Chad Grimsey alongside Robert Lintot, as always, for 7500tholt.com. Big news yesterday, Paul Lambert out as Eston Villa boss, new manager not appointed yet. Robert, what do you make of the news?
1: I uh, I make of it that we're totally prescient. We planned not recording yesterday just to have this story for you today.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we knew in the morning when we usually record that there was going to be big news later in the day, so...
1: <laughs> we're, we're the new ITK Villa account.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Like, Suck on that, Julie Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what do I seriously make of the news? I think it was sort of inevitable. I mean, the guy was bulletproof, but you know, eventually uh, that bulletproof vest wears out, and one gets through. And that two nothing lost a hole had to have been the final straw.
0: Yeah, after he signed the new contract in September uh Villa had the worst record in the Premier League.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And in the, one of the worst records period anywhere. I mean, it was it was atrocious since he signed that new contract. Um, you know, whether it,
0: whether it be because of that or not, I don't think it made him feel like he was more secure in his job, you know. Yeah. It was,
1: and I I don't know. It just it it had to happen. It it had to be time because the results just haven't been coming the goals haven't been coming, and a lot of that may be down to the players. But you can't change the players right now, so you've got to change something.
0: Yeah, I tried tried to bring in a couple players in January. I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a bad window. I think it was a pretty decent window. Just no, like I still most, think most still of Lambert's business. Good. I think it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, Carlos Hill is, uh, uh, on Tuesday at least, he was far and away the best Villa player on the pitch. He might have been the best player on the pitch. Period. Yeah. Unfortunately, he had ten people not helping him in the slightest.
0: Basically, that that seems to be the problem.
1: Yeah, so it was a nice one v eleven for Carlos Hill. Um,
0: Plus the ref, he, you know, when he gets elbowed in the face by Heddleston, and it's a foul on him.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> I'd forgotten about that, and you just renewed my anger.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll we'll get to that later. We're gonna gonna t- talk about more about that whole match and the disaster that it was in a little bit, but. Yeah, L- Lambert, I mean what what was Villa going to do? I think it was the fans had reached a point when ever basically everyone wanted Lambert out.
1: Yeah, I've never seen the Villa fan base so unified as after that loss. Uh, just freaking everyone said nope, that's it, we're done, get rid of Lambert.
0: Maybe maybe the other time would have been when Mickleish got brought in.
1: Because I Yeah, think... I don't know. I think you could I think you could find arguments. I think you could even go back to 7500 to hold and find pieces that we wrote saying, listen, it's not as crazy as it seems. We shouldn't hold it against him just because he managed City.
0: Even Yeah, even though he managed City to play like shit, but...
1: Yeah, I, I don't even think we were... Because I'm fairly certain, as much as I wish we hadn't, I'm fairly certain that we had some stuff on 7500 saying McLeish wasn't a horrible choice.
0: I mean, he... At the end of the day, it's a results business, and we did stay up.
1: Yeah. Um, but, so, I, I think people were more unified even than with the McLeish stuff. Cause,
0: probably, yeah, probably.
1: Because, good God, it was, you know, the mood on Twitter was just abhorrent. It, it, and And there's, of course, the idea that Twitter is an echo chamber. You get the same things over and over again, and that doesn't necessarily represent the fan base. But from what I could tell, it actually did represent the fan base on Tuesday.
0: Yeah and when you when you see the home form really under Lambert you see that people aren't showing up to the matches I think it's I don't know it it finally became pretty clear to the board the higher ups that that Lambert wasn't the guy at least I mean if you bring someone else in you could at least get the fans back on your side
1: Yeah absolutely um you know, it it remains to be seen who they bring in and how quickly they'll get the fans back on their side. But I would imagine um, that support this weekend is probably pretty big.
0: Yeah, I would, I would think so. FA Cup against Leicester, which we'll we'll get to later. But um, yeah, Scott Marshall and Andy Marshall gonna be taking over, and uh, something we were we were thinking, I guess, maybe if Grealish plays, I think that would be a, a big way to get the fans back on the side.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we could definitely see some changes here this weekend. Although then again we may just see the same Premier League starting eleven because, you know, in a season that's mostly dead, you gotta play for this win on Sunday.
0: Oh, definitely. And just uh like what we saw kinda with Burnmouth, maybe if we were thinking if we got a win, maybe get some momentum going, carry that forward into the league. And it's not like we have a midweek fixture next week, so you might as well go with I mean your best your best available.
1: Yeah, um, the question becomes, how quickly do Astonville appoint a manager? Is this going to be a situation uh, like like QPR are having, where they've now had three matches without a manager? Or, or Newcastle,
0: this, when, or,
1: or, yeah, or Allen Carver,
0: which who's now going to carry out through the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so is much, it something much like to that?
0: the disgust of Newcastle fans.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think I think the one thing is, you know, neither Andy Marshall nor Scott Marshall are really managerial quality. I don't think you can carry on throughout the season with the two of them.
0: No, I, I think it's two games at the most because that would still give the club two weeks. I think, depending on what you want to do, if you want to hire the next permanent guy now, you need to make sure you get it right if you're going to hire a caretaker through the rest of the season. I mean, you still have to make sure you get that.
1: Yeah, there's only 13 games left in the season, so you've got to get, if you want a caretaker, you've got to get them in there quickly.
0: Exactly, yeah. So I think either either just bef- either before the Stoke match, which will be next weekend or just after that, at the yeah. latest.
1: Um, I mean, one of the things that's been going around our 7500 chat room that we have is the idea that Tom Fox is no idiot, and... Um, you know, if they didn't have a plan in place, he probably would have sacked Lambert immediately, but it took about 24 hours. Um, so there's wonder, you know, in our chat rooms at least, if Tom Fox has someone in mind and they're just finalizing details. And to me, that makes a lot of sense, actually.
0: Yeah, I'd, Im- I'd imagine you wouldn't dump the guy unless you had someone else in line. You know, yeah. if, if you if you just wanted to get rid of Lambert, you, you don't want to appoint Scott Marshall and Andy Marshall for the indefinite future two weeks ago when you don't have anyone you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. It just, oh, God. I mean, it, it could be bad if we can't find someone quickly, but at the same time, it's hard to be worse than it was.
0: Yeah, because just because you need change for the sake of it.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, there's no way we will score fewer goals than we have been. Um, there's no way we get worse results. It's, you know, it's a positive no matter what happens, or at least a neutral no matter what happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, really just, there was just so much negativity, and it was all kind of really channeled at Lambert. We'll see now yeah. if, if that does change. Who And, I mean, I think, I think the hole had just become too deep. I don't think Lambert before this year was doing too terrible of a job, he had a, he had a tough task to cut the wage bill and to stay in the Premier League. And, yeah. you know, it just... he did, I mean, maybe it's because he chose not to appoint another assistant manager, but I think you really need that.
1: Yeah. He, he I still hold that he did really well in the transfer window, and it does make me a little bit sad that he couldn't get the results to merit hanging on long enough... To maybe see this summer him switched over to that director of football role. Um, yeah, because I, mean, yeah, I still maybe. think he would be good at that role, and I think there's absolutely no way that he comes in and does that now.
0: No, I don't think so. I think if if he had if he had kept us up, then they could say, hey, do you wanna do you wanna move on? Do you wanna move to a different position, or do you wanna leave? You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because it, in
0: in the summer, obviously you have a better a better choice of managers and I think even an easier time convincing someone to come in like a a lot of people want Michael Laudrup but he's under contract and that's what that's what he said about what about the QPR job as well he said I'm under contract until June I'm not leaving wherever he is
1: Saudi Arabia Uh, Qatar Qatar yeah Um, which is laudable Um, so let's take a look at some of the uh, the options out there because you know you mentioned Laudrup and he's uh, in most places somewhere between third and fifth in the betting odds for what they're worth. Uh, do you buy the betting odds at all, Jack?
0: Really, the the only the only one I do is Sherwood and Sherwood's far and away the bookie's favorite. Um, then it's then it's Glen Hoddle, but everyone else is at least fifteen to one. Yeah. So it's. I think they really have no idea what's going on except Sherwood seems likely, and, and that makes sense. We've seen him at Villa Park this season, and I don't know. I I don't think, I don't think it'd be bad. I think it'd be a decent appointment. He got Spurs, the the best. I mean, not the best points in the Premier League. Their best finish was with A V B, but the most points per match in the yeah. Premier League era was with with Spurs. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, You know, Tim Sherwood has a lot of hatred directed at him from Spurs fans, but I'm fairly certain that any manager who doesn't win the league would have hatred directed at them from Spurs fans.
0: Exactly. and I, I mean, I gave Sherwood some crap for, I don't know, his tactics seem kind of crazy, but at Villa, I think if you have someone who goes for it, and I don't know, you could send three strikers out and two defenders or whatever. We need goals. It would be yeah. entertaining at least.
1: I I like the fact that Sherwood is sort of a don't-pull-any-punches kind of guy because at this moment I think that's really what Villa need is someone who won't coddle the players, who won't, uh, you know, take their crap from them.
0: Yeah, like a Felix McGath type.
1: Yeah, a Felix McGath type, a Tim Sherwood type, a Roy Keane type, which I'm very perplexed that we're not hearing more about him.
0: He I mean if you if you look at odds checker he is kind of he's up there in the really the top fifteen or so, but just at thirty three to one really.
1: hmm
0: And you know, it's 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 really hard to tell. I think there's even I mean, at some places he even has the same odds as Martin O'Neill, which really is laughable.
1: <laughs> laughable. Yeah, he is never coming back in. The way he quit on this club, I can't ever see Randy Lerner hiring him again. Um but And I don't I don't
0: think he'd be the manager who'd save you from relegation either. I think he's Maybe at the beginning of the... If you had him at the beginning of the season or something, you know, and the goal would be top eight or top 6 Mm-hmm.
1: I'm yeah, sure. absolutely. He, uh... Yeah, no, there's no way he's coming back. There's no way Alex McLeish is coming back who has odds on him right now. Um, the Roy Keane thing, I get why he doesn't have bigger odds because he's already quit on Aston Villa this season, but he quit because he wanted to focus on Ireland. He didn't want to focus on being an assistant manager to a Premier League club... Um, I think you could remotivate the guy if you said you can be our manager. If if this is yeah your exactly owner, th-
0: because that's that's like a promotion, you know
1: exactly. And I actually really, I, I know this sounds weird. I really like the idea of Roy Keane. Um, given how much I hated it when it was first announced this summer, uh, he won me over. He was frank. He was he was direct. He I think added a lot to this team, and. I, I like the idea of him as manager. I think he could at least, you know, help towards the end of the season here.
0: And maybe maybe the results at the beginning of the season were due to his, his motivation, you know, and if if that's only a short-term thing, that he can only he can only get the players going for a short-term, well, that's fine here because we only have 13 games. If he comes in and we win three out of four like we did at the beginning of the season, we'll probably actually be safe.
1: Yeah. The thing is I don't think you can convince Roy Keane to come over for a short-term he's he seems to want to settle in a place and he seems happy being assistant manager of ireland and that makes sense i mean his responsibilities are fewer it's a it's kind of a cushy job um, so he seems set to settle somewhere and so i don't think you can convince him to come in for 13 matches
0: no i i don't think so either i think you i mean i think you'd have to give him at least what a year and a half you know
1: mhm the name but. that keeps popping up that that amuses the crap out of me is Jurgen Klinsmann, a guy who's never coming over to Ashton Villa.
0: Yeah, he was. I mean, he was linked with QPR. I think they just like to link him with Jobs because it's funny.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been having, uh, since the World Cup got over, he's been having a rough patch with the United States, but the United States well, also with, hasn't played... With all the
0: players out of season, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly, and the United States hasn't played any competitive matches since the World Cup. I, I may be wrong. They might have had one tournament match or something, but they haven't done anything serious since the World Cup. So he's been playing with lineups. He's been playing with players who don't get played all that often. Playing
0: um, Shea at fullback.
1: Yeah, exactly. So he's he's not had a good run with the United States lately, but I don't think that's really hurt anyone's opinion of him too much.
0: No, except the U.S. fans who already wanted him out.
1: Yeah, exactly, and and they were never going to be convinced anyway. So there's no way he leaves. So, I mean, I guess the moral of the story is don't trust the odds because so many of them are crap.
0: Yeah, it's I think it's either it's either Sherwood or some random person, you know.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I I really starting to think it'll be Sherwood. Um, and I'm okay with that. I think he'll do well for Villa. He he may be a guy that you only want for a year and a half. Um. But I think he can do well for Sherwood. I would enjoy... You and I were texting about this last night. I would enjoy having a manager who just freaking hated this club because it would be high comedy.
0: It, yeah, it would be. And, the, I mean, one person who that would be, but obviously it wouldn't happen, would be Jose Mourinho because this would be the worst team that he's ever managed.
1: I just Because we were talking about this last night, and, and I jokingly said, oh, yeah, Jose is going to be our next manager. Um And then I started thinking about it, and it would be so freaking hilarious because he would do that crap that he does with the press where he doesn't talk to him, except he'd do it to the players. And he would just hate them. And yet they would somehow win, I bet.
0: he would just walk out of training sessions five minutes early before shaking anyone's hand.
1: (laughs) God. uh, I mean, it would... If we get... I mean, there's still a good chance that Villa drop right now. They missed that opportunity with, oh, there's a good chance, so at least get someone who's going to entertain us, maybe? I don't know. I think you can still save Villa, so I guess that has to be the priority, but...
0: Yeah, I think that's why the decision was made now, because they still have the chance to be saved if you go two more matches, and I mean, I guess they are Stoke and Newcastle, but you need to get the team set up before, before playing worse teams that, that you're going to need wins against, you know?
1: Yeah, we got a question on Twitter from uh, uh asking: short term save us from relegation or long term rebuild the club appointment doesn't matter while Lerner is in charge. And I think that's a really good question because it's are they mutually exclusive? Can you hire a manager who short term saves us and is good for the future right now?
0: Well, when you when you think the short term savior type, you think of hiring Pulis mid season or something maybe you know, but. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're necessarily mutually exclusive, but a lot of the, a lot of guys that you see come in just to do a, a saving job aren't going to be those that you build for the top six with. You know.
1: Yeah. Do you think we could build with Sherwood?
0: Uh, it's it's really hard to tell because you, like really small sample size with him at Spurs. Obviously, squad was a lot better. I think maybe. Yeah, I think... I think a better option than than bringing in a Redknapp, a Martin Yole, De Canio, Alan Irvine, or Sean Dyche, those are the five really who I just specifically do not want.
1: Yeah. I think the answer has to be save us now, because it's difficult to see anyone who's available for manager that you could guarantee a good building with. All right? so pick someone who keeps us in the Premier League, gets that new chunk of change coming out towards the Premier League, and then you know, either keep them around for a year or look this summer for someone to build with.
0: Yeah, and, it, and like we were saying earlier, the summer's maybe a better time to find someone whose club contract ran out or wants to, want to change, but there were a couple a couple people who've been fired this season, like Walter Mazz- uh, Mazzari from Inter and Jens Keller from Schalke, both fired in the fall, but, I mean, they their squads obviously were a little better than Villa. Yeah. Um, someone who... A lot of people want, I know I, I would as well, Thomas Tuco from Mainz, who had a falling out with the board there and they, they just wouldn't let him leave unless he was bought out. So, I mean, he, yeah. I guess he'd be available. And uh, Zeninek Zeman, who's obviously, he goes maybe a club, at least a club a year, usually in Italy, but uh, there, there'd be crazy tactics under him and it'd be entertaining for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, um, you know, there, there very well could be someone brought in that we, we haven't even thought of, too. You know, some of those names that you're mentioning that aren't on the tongues of most Villa fans uh, could be great candidates. You could see someone brought in from the continent who we've never even considered. Um, I, I'm really not sure what to expect with Tom Fox right now.
0: Yeah, like maybe, maybe Bob Bradley. I think that'd be much, I don't know... Even worse worse than Klinsman?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or, uh, maybe
0: I, not worse, but sillier?
1: Yeah, I want nothing to do with Bob Bradley ever again in my life. Um, unless he can get Michael to come over. <laughs> then then I'm okay with it.
0: Well, we might as well get Julier back.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Aaron jokingly tweeted that yesterday, and I thought, uh, I actually wouldn't mind having Julia back. I really liked Julier, and I know a lot of Villa fans hated him, and I don't get it.
0: I feel like he was a, a good guy just to build because maybe he would manage for a year and then go to director of football you know because which is which is what he's been doing yeah. at, at Red Bull but someone who can who can kind of see from maybe more of a scouting perspective and what players kind of the club needs but you yeah, know, it's kind of hard I'd to I'd like watch.
1: to see him back. A lot of fans I think forget that he wasn't sacked or anything. He he had to quit because of a heart condition. Yeah, uh, You know, he was not doing badly with Villa. He, he was having a pretty decent run there after he brought in Darren Bent. Things were going pretty damn well. Um, and,
0: uh, just to confirm, if you hadn't seen Alex's article uh, yesterday, as or two days ago, I guess when this goes up, is Darren Bent will not be able to come back.
1: Yeah, exa- so we, we don't have that as an option, which I'm okay with still. He's been on fire for Derby, but I still don't think he would do it for Villa.
0: I don't know, just just because if new manager maybe gives him a chance, you know.
1: Maybe, I, I Dep- don't de- know.
0: I... D- maybe depending on if, if it's someone who he's worked with in the past, you know, obviously not Rednap who says my wife could have finished that and Darren been, didn't, you know. But uh, we got, we got I... another question on Twitter from Ina Garden. Uh, who's your first choice to take the hot seat?
1: Sure would, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I th- I think I think just because Sherwood is would be easily available.
1: Yeah, exactly. I
0: I think the best situation would be to give someone a contract to the end of the year, then say if if we stay up, you get another year.
1: Yeah. I then, I absolutely agree.
0: And then you get a, I don't know. You see if they have 3 wins out of 4 in September and give them a 4-year extension. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you beat Liverpool at Anfield? Okay, here you go. Um, God, remember when we were in second place this season?
0: Yeah. That was I fun. Mean, t- two times. Once at the beginning of the season, just the alphabet table, and then once it was actually deserved. To <laughs> but... God,
1: that was... Man, I miss those days. But... Um, yeah, I, I I don't have a great answer. That's the only downside to the Lambert firing, is I don't think there's a great answer available out there. But I agree with what everyone has been saying, is that at this point, literally anybody is better than Lambert.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I think so, and not not anything against Lambert. It was just the situation had just evolved.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, if, if you didn't see it, James wrote a really good article yesterday uh, thanking Paul Lambert. Because um, the guy was put in a crap position. He had no money. He was told to keep this team up. And he did what he was asked to do, and he had a thankless job. And so, you know, I feel badly for the guy because he never seemed like an a-hole.
0: No, not at all. I, and I just got an idea, so I was, I was looking. I was going to check Duff a bit to see what the odds for the Astonville manager would be. Oh. Because, you, you, I mean, that kind of seems like it would almost be a con- conflict of interest, but I don't know. I, I can't seem to find odds on there. I just think that would be hilarious.
1: What's Genting offering?
0: Um, yeah, again, not not sure, but that would be pretty funny as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. it, it There's not really a great option out there, but it's, it was something that had to happen, and it's something that's probably a couple of weeks overdue.
0: Um, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I think it would have been a little early to fire him after maybe after Christmas. You know, just after maybe after the. I mean, New Year. What, we had this. We had the Swansea defeat and the nil-nil against Sunderland and Palace. I think if maybe if we hadn't got a result against United, I mean, that kind of doesn't make sense. It, it would have had to go back to the Leicester and Crystal Palace at the beginning of December if we would have nuked those instead of won those two.
1: I'm a little maybe... surprised he didn't go after 5 nothing.
0: Yeah, but again, it, it was Arsenal, though.
1: Yeah, but still, it was also 5-0. Um, you know or he for... didn't go after 8-0. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't know. I, I think it may be... Luckily, I don't think it's too late. There's enough bad clubs still left in the league that if you can manage three wins from where Villa are right now and get a couple of draws, I think you can still stay up.
0: Yeah, especially especially if they happen to be West Brom and Sunderland.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And then um, um, I mean the the final day match against Burnley just looks increasingly important.
1: Oh yeah, heavens yes. Even, um, if,
0: even if Burnley are already down, because we could well need that. We could be still eighteenth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're April eighteenth versus QPR at Villa Park.
0: Oh, def- definitely, and, and I mean, I guess it is it is good that those both of those two are at home.
1: Yeah, well, maybe it's good. Um, yeah, maybe. God, what would it be like to have a manager who made Villa better at home than on the road?
0: Yeah, that'd be that'd be weird, but it. I mean. With the capacity of Villa Park, you have the, you have a real opportunity to make it a fortress, and that's what you need to do. I think if you if you are wanting to improve the positions on the table, if you want to keep finishing fifteenth, I mean whatever, try to steal a few draws and steal a few draws at home. But
1: yeah, um, so the new manager, the situation they're coming into. Uh, we've lost two one to Chelsea. We've lost two 0 to Hull. Yeah uh Villa currently sit 18th tied on points with QPR but back on five goals there's that 5-0 haunting us again uh back five goals in goal differential um it's savable it's it's not the end of the universe right now um you know a win if things broke differently could vault them all the way up to 15th
0: so, yeah exactly and I think I think that's really what needed to happen against Hull of course but mhm and yeah, with what with West Brom beating Swansea, that wasn't good either.
1: The loss against Hull was just a double duty, because not only did it mean Villa didn't get anything, it meant Hull gained three, which, you know, has really hurt us right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think if with a draw would have at least kind of kept him at bay.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk about that Hull match really quickly. Or let's talk really quickly about the Chelsea match. You were happy with what we saw in Chelsea? Yeah, I I think
0: so. I mean, the first ten minutes, it looked like we were going to get hit for four, and it only only ended up being one with William and Hazard combining, which, I mean, they're two world-class players.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like Um,
0: everyone else in the Chelsea squad.
1: Yeah, Uh, I I thought Villa had a really nice showing. uh, That goal, that pass from uh, Carlos Hill.
0: Yeah, I I don't know why we don't take short corners. Yeah, no God. Because you look at Carlos Hill and his first move every time is to try to beat a man. Yeah. And he was destroying Oscar, who was marking him on the short on that short corner. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I don't know why we decided not to do that again against Hull.
1: Yeah, that but goal goes in, that goal goes into the books as the Euro Sakura goal, but really it's a Carlos Hill goal, and he just bounced it off of a pinball peg.
0: I mean, that was an incredible run by Akora to get. Unmarked at the back post.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Just ducked and went went way outside, and Hill picked him up perfectly.
1: Yeah, and, was, and
0: since we, since we've also seen Hill not really been able to deliver a good corner, and which which the commentators really hammered noted on. on during the whole match. I mean, no one could. Westwood couldn't. Joe Cole maybe took one, but then again, Whole are one of the better teams in the air, in the league.
1: But, like, the commentators were pointing out against Hull, um, you know, this wasn't a matter of just, you know, sending balls aimlessly into the box. This was a matter of taking corners and having them not get higher than a foot off the ground.
0: No, that, I mean, there's that as well. And not, not, they didn't look intentional. It's not like they were whipped in at 90 miles an hour or something, you know, just, yeah, to, try it, to, just to try to pinball them in or something.
1: It was beer league stuff. It was, it was terrible. And it got to the point where I honestly thought, And and I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating here. I honestly thought it would have been better for Villa just to kick it the entire length of the pitch and give Hull a throw in, because it would have been less dangerous than giving Hull the ball on a break, which is what happened three or four times off of corners.
0: Yeah, which is why, which is again, I think why you would do the short corner, because you'd have probably a two on one there. If you lose the ball, then you can, what, go in for the tackle and give away a goal kick.
1: Yeah, exactly. Reset,
0: because. On their on that second goal on that breakaway, the through ball just we had three defenders back against one man,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it split all three of them. There's one someone was man marking, and then the other two were just at the halfway line, and it, it split two of them. And then you know.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty damn bad. Um, there really was no good takeaway from that whole match, with the exception of Carlos Hill, who again looked incredible
0: but i i think he needs to be played centrally
1: i actually disagree with that because i love the way that he's been given freedom um, yeah yeah
0: you start you start him centrally and he can go you let him go wherever you, you i think you you got to play four, 4 4 1 1 and let him go wherever and don't have defensive responsibilities and you have two midfielders behind him
1: I think that's in many ways what was happening, regardless of how he lined up. You know, at kickoff, he was a guy who was just essentially playing the edge of the box.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, mostly on the right, but yeah.
1: And and he would he would drift over to the left. He'd drift over to the center. He was he looked most comfortable in the right. And I'm not sure if that was his choice or what he was being told to do. But there were enough instances where he popped up on the left that I sort of think that he was. Given free reign to do whatever he wanted, and deservedly so.
0: Yeah, for for the most part, I mean, it's Scott Sinclair didn't do anything, and again, I, he still needs to get more match fitness because he hasn't been playing at all. But that yeah, was that, not a, not a good match for him. It was not a good match for Viman, Not a good match for Gabby. I mean, Delph wasn't good. No, I mean,
1: Hutton let you know. Let oh God, it, yeah. Hutton looked better. But didn't look great. Um, Guzan flat-footed on that. I think I
0: think has got to come back in. I mean, I think you really you gotta you gotta have a leader in there really in it.
1: Who would you put Vlar in place of right now? I would put him in place of Akora.
0: I say, well, you might as well just go in for a back three.
1: Yeah. I. Because I,
0: I, th- I think I is coming back, and then you have a sub on the bench, and then or Baker.
1: Yeah. I uh, I can't see them going with a back three though especially for a team that hasn't been able to attack. You're not going to take Hutton out of the match, so he's still going to be in there. Because uh, he's, he's, he's played, played well. You put
0: Bakuna on the wing.
1: I, no, I, I don't see them doing that. I think Hutton has earned his stay in, in the lineup. He's played well. He's played with an attacking intent, and he's, a couple of exceptions aside, been solid defensively. I, don't yeah, think I mean, yeah, the back, I'm, I'm, back not, three, I'm not so saying to
0: switch to that just, just to get Hutton out of there because, like you're saying, Hutton has been one of the better players over the course of the year. But it, it's going to be interesting to see with whoever the new manager that comes in is what, what they decide to do. Yeah. Uh, and if if they kind of try to insert some of the outcasts back into the fold, if that's Matt Lowden, who was great a couple years ago and then got stuck in traffic and then Paul Lambert hated him.
1: Yeah, or Leandro Bakuna, who was pretty damn good last year.
0: Yeah, five goals.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think you maybe need to find a way to get those people in, but uh, the problem is Hutton has earned a spot. I don't think he, he deserves a knocking out at this point. Um, yeah, that's
0: true. It's too bad we can't play Bakuna on the left, or, you know.
1: Yeah, or Hutton on the left, or, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they're both pretty one-footed. but And, yeah, other other players, I guess, that have kind of been outcast would be in Zogbia, which...
1: Yeah, honestly, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Outcast and, for a damn reason. And Grealish,
0: who's been just into the back into the youth side.
1: Yeah, which is still strange. I keep thinking he should get loaned out, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I think... I I don't know. Depending on what the new manager sees, I think he could be useful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think he could be useful if he were... Uh, you know, if he were loaned, I, I'm i not sure he makes the impact this year. I think Heal and Sinclair will do fine there.
0: Yeah, I mean, most likely, but, yeah, if if someone does get hurt...
1: Yeah, that's true. And,
0: I mean, it, it looks like Kozak's not coming back this year more.
1: Yeah, he's jogging in practice is the last we've heard of him.
0: So... Um, and
1: he was doing that this summer at Dallas, so...
0: Yeah, but still still could be a couple months away at least, but yeah, I mean, I think I think really striking options is it's tough because i I mean, I think you got to give Vyman the chance to play up front.
1: Yeah. Not on the I, I think so. He there were a few times where the ball was passed to Viman on Tuesday and he was literally standing on the right sideline. Hey, what yeah. in the Sam hell is Andy Vyman doing on the right sideline?
0: I mean, he's not gonna—he's not gonna be able to do anything for you there.
1: He's not a winger. He can't play wing. He has proven that time and time again. So why in the hell does he keep getting put on the outside? I mean, it I makes think, no sense. Yeah.
0: Oh. Well, i mean, i guess we'll see what the—that's the, why I think that if it's better if the new manager comes in, you just so we can get a chance to kind of to evaluate the players in training a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Before, before deciding, because even, even if he's watched Villa this year, I'm sure he still kind of has no idea what to do with the players.
1: Yeah, no. At least gets, for some of them. A lot of them haven't been used well this year, which is a problem.
0: I think... I'm not sure why Carlos Sanchez wasn't in...
1: Yeah, it was goal. a little strange to see that, but, you know, I, I liked the attacking intent. I... And for the first 10 or so minutes against Toll it looked like we might do something. but we did the thing that we do always when we have possession. We just sort of passed it around the edge of the box and no one tried to make a run in.
0: Yeah, it would have, I think it would have been good if Joe Cole had started.
1: Yeah, I guess I, just because the, just
0: because when we did have all that possession at the beginning and before they had scored, we needed we needed the first goal in that game.
1: One of the things that the commentators pointed out is at one point uh, the ball was on the right side of the whole box. And you had three Villa Strikers standing right at the top of the box within five yards of one, or, one another, not moving.
0: Just sta- Yeah, just standing there.
1: Like, not not only not moving into the box, not moving, period. Just standing there, not creating anything. If they move, it draws, it creates space. Yeah, not space. even
0: pulling anyone.
1: And, and it was wildly frustrating. I mean, Carlos Hill can do what he wants. If the Strikers refuse to move... There's nowhere he can get the ball.
0: Yeah, and like like at the end of the match when Benteke knotted it down square across the six and no one was there. No mm-hmm. one else was even in the box.
1: Yeah. It, it was wildly frustrating, that match. Um, and I think because of that, because we put ourselves in danger of relegation, it makes Sunday more of a must-win for me.
0: Even though it is the FA Cup?
1: Yeah, even though it is the FA Cup, I think you need to win it to get the fans something to give a shit about because, hey, then we're in the quarterfinals of a cup. Uh, I think you need to win it to give the team something to build on. And I think you need to win it because fuck Leicester.
0: I think the worst situation would be to draw, really, and have a replay.
1: Uh, yeah, that that would be terrible.
0: Just really for, from both teams' perspectives, they don't need, want another match in the, no. on the fixture list that's, you know...
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I want to win it just because I want to see Villa win. I also want to win it because I really hate Leicester this year. Just hate them.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if if we could dump them out of the cup when so the season series 2-1... Yeah,
1: exactly. It would be a joy to see them drop out of the cup. It would be a joy to see one of their idiotic players get a red card.
0: And they've been, they've been doing just as poorly in the league as us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh... I enjoyed while well, I was trying to look up the odds for Villa managers, the odds of the next manager to be sacked. Nigel Pearson was one-to-one. Yeah,
0: I, d- I think you will after, lose money after last Sunday when it's, when Sky had announced that he was out and then he was back in.
1: Yeah. You will lose money betting on Nigel Pearson because you have to pay a little bit in that fee. <laughs> like, that is insane. I, I'm not sure I've ever seen that.
0: Yeah, that would it'd be interesting.
1: So, uh, I think I think it's sort of a must win. I, I think you have to do it, even if it doesn't matter, even if we lose in the quarterfinals, I think you have to win now to sort of stop the rot. Um, you know, 5-0 Arsenal, 2-1 Chelsea, 2-0 Hull, you've got to stop this. And, and we've seen hope from FA Cup matches get blown away, like... You know, the last FA Cup match win against Burnmouth was followed by 5-0 at Arsenal. But, yeah, but then
0: we, we had Arsenal and Chelsea next, you know, and, like, the one before Blackpool that we we just kind of stole, honestly. Then we had, we had Leicester next, and we lost that, you know, like...
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, maybe that hope means nothing. Maybe, you know, building on an FA Cup win ends up meaning nothing, just like it did after Burnmouth, but at least there's a chance. If you don't win then you're still building on a pile of crap.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Um, so I, I really do feel like this is a must-win, and I want to see a full-strength squad out there. Uh, yeah, the big I, question I, to me is, do you put Benteke in the starting 11?
0: I mean, yeah, yeah I, th- I think you do.
1: Yeah, and I don't think you put him there because he's the best choice. I think, well, he is the best choice. I don't think you put him there because he's been good. I think you put him there because your alternatives are people like Gabby Agbonlahorne.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you've got to, you've like he's struggling, so you've got to you got to tell him you believe in him and try to get him out there to try to get some confidence. You know, that's that's what it could be biggest for. Even if we lose to Lester, say we lose three two, but Benteke has two goals. Yeah, that's huge.
1: Yeah, it would. God, I mean, I I almost literally cannot imagine Benteke scoring. Uh, just the way he's been playing. I mean, I know what it looks like. I've seen it happen before, as have we all. But the way he's been playing, there's. There's no hope that he's getting a goal.
0: No, and, and it wasn't like that earlier in the season he was slumping. He was coming, his headers were going a foot outside the post, you know, or it was close. Like, the shot he had when after he came on, he got that shot away. It was well wide.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, so I'm not even really sure who who can score. But I think you do start Vintaka. I think maybe you start Viman. Maybe you actually let Viman play in the center.
0: Yeah, or you play Vi- you play Vyman behind Benteke.
1: Yeah. Although at that point, you, you risk having a little train of one player. Benteke, Vyman, heal. Yeah, but if but if
0: Benteke can get on the end of those headers and nod him down to Vyman, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, Aston Villa debuting a new tactic, the new 11 men in a straight line.
0: Yeah, that I think Andy Marshall's nailed it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Make sure to hold the hand of the player behind you, and we'll just sort of swing around the pitch.
0: Make sure they do not get through.
1: <laughs> I like it. Uh, but yeah, I'm thinking it's a must-win, and I think it's a match that Villa can win. I, I see. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I see two-one.
0: Yeah, two. I don't know. I, th- I think, I think we're going to get screwed enough to do a replay. I think it's going to be like two-two. But oh
1: God, please no. I, I don't want a replay.
0: I mean, if, if I don't know, if it's a replay, it'll probably be nil-nil. If yes, yeah, that's true. Just if both teams. Just <laughs> Given these two teams,
1: teams, yeah, I I could see a nil-nil heading into a replay, but um, you know, and it also helps that the FA Cup is still wide open this year. Um, you know, that could all change. There's enough good teams left that if none of the underdogs won this weekend, we'd be back to a place right I don't think Villa can win it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's still it's it's only really it's Man United, uh, Liverpool, really, and I, I mean West Ham are pretty good this year, so we'll yeah. have to give them credit for that. But,
1: um, I mean, but God, they, it could be a dream, it could be a dream quarterfinal Villa. There's a chance that we could have a League One team. <laughs> and
0: Arsenal, I guess Arsenal didn't didn't see that at first. We could have Bradford
1: there are there's a chance that you could have two League one teams and three championship teams in the final eight. I don't think it's gonna happen, but we're guaranteed at least one championship team in the final eight.
0: plus plus Villa Luster, so technically kind
1: of two. Huh <laughs> but um. You know, Preston North End are playing in Preston. Uh, Villa, Villa South. Yeah,
0: we saw we saw what happened when Manchester United had to go to Cambridge United.
1: They, yeah, they could have
0: lost, maybe.
1: God, I mean, it really. And the good news is, since we're the you know anti-penultimate match this weekend, we'll have a good feeling of what happens, right? If West Ham win, uh, and Liverpool win then we can sort of say, eh, maybe this isn't as much of a thing. But if West Ham lose, if Liverpool lose... Uh, yeah,
0: know. yeah, because those are both Saturday.
1: Exactly. If Blackburn win, if Bradford win, you know, if we start seeing this, then you really have to think about going for it on Sunday.
0: Oh, well, yeah, Bradford Bradford plays Sunderland after us. Yeah. On Sunday. But, yeah, it, I mean, if it'd be interesting if we ran into Derby. I
1: thought Bradford were playing on Saturday.
0: Hmm. Doesn't look like it from what I'm seeing, but it could have uh, been moved. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, it got moved. Nothing. Yeah. Fine. yeah. Anyways,
0: the game. is gonna be at what? At 12:30 England yeah. time on Sunday, seven thirty a.m. Eastern. Cool. But um, yeah, we'll. On BBC.
1: We'll,
0: yeah, it's yeah, it's on. It's gonna be on TV, so at least for you. Yeah. So, Fair. I mean, we'll, we'll, somebody will be around for us, of course, on 7500. We'll have live Twitter going and match their going so you can commiserate with us there. Hopefully, I mean, hope, hopefully it can, it's a good result.
1: Yep, I'll be there. I, I will wake up early in the morning just for it.
0: Yeah, I guess I will too. Why not?
1: Hey, it's a chance to see Glory and Victory.
0: And Andy Marshall managing. Yeah. Which we might not get to see again, you know, because he might hire someone for Stoke.
1: Yeah, exactly uh, so i I think it's worth tuning in to we'll have all of that coverage for you um, I'm ch- I'm eager to see who we get I, I'm ready for the change and I'm ready for it to happen quickly
0: yeah I think th- I mean I think I don't think we're gonna see it either t- today Thursday or tomorrow or Saturday even mm-hmm and even, even if the manager comes in, I think um, Andy Marshall will still be the manager, and Scott Marshall, they'll still be the managers on Sunday, but...
1: I think it'll be like a uh, Pardew at Crystal Palace thing.
0: Yeah. Like he came in for that
1: first match, and, and, and he was in the stands.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's going to be a good chance to do some people watching in the stands and see if we... I mean, because the cameras will look at the director's box and see if if Sherwood's up there, you know.
1: yeah. Absolutely. So. Or they, or they
0: could make the announcement at the game. You know, like they did with the Delph contract.
1: <laughs> Stick around before the match. We have a big uh, announcement to make. Uh, Fabian Delph is still staying with the team.
0: <laughs> and he's going to be the manager.
1: <laughs> there we go. Uh, so well, yeah. Well, uh, you
0: could maybe you could get Ron Vlaar player manager because his contract's <laughs> up in the summer anyways.
1: Exactly. Come on, Vlaar. Manage a team you don't give a shit about.
0: Yep. That, I mean, it could work.
1: Yeah. So uh, I, I don't have anything else for this week. Do you, Jack?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess just uh, remember we're still on Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, so remember to, to subscribe. Well, yeah, and YouTube, I guess, as well. So, but, yeah, that, that's all I have, I guess. Just uh, we're waiting, I guess, first for Sunday and then for a new manager appointment. So for Robert, right. I've been Jack, and keep checking on 7500 to holtcom for
1: all your latest Aston Villa news.